Look, I'm glad that he reset it, but I'm particularly glad wait, he wait, tagged wait, it with wait. champ at the end. Real quick. Did you hear that earlier? No, I didn't. I didn't. Was, it, that, was that in there, Emily? Did, was Michael's line in there the first time? It was in one of the rejoins, not in the open, but in one of the other rejoins. Oh, okay. So we just missed it? I, I get both of us must have missed it. Okay, and then the Angry other part. Elf the other part. Aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't get me started on Michael. <laughs> we'll we'll, keep, we'll keep Michael to. to the side here for a quick second. All right. Um, and then the other part of this, and then the other part of this of that I didn't bring it up. Well, I, how am I supposed to know that he says that during Mason? I thought he was referring to he said something in the pregame show. I, I, just glad, I didn't hear it on Mason. I'm just glad we got a second champ out of this and that Michael thinks that you're more angry elf than Jolly Santa. He's, He's not right. wrong, by He's the way. He's probably right. Yeah, you, so. Here's the thing. I'm not, an, I'm not an angry person. No, you're not. But I'm also not... You know, I'm well, not, you're not. You're not. Also, you're, you're not screaming off the top of my lungs that <laughs> hey, Christmas is 24 days away. Or so the Kamenetskis are back, right? Yep. And and I I don't remember if it, I think it was Brian. I yep. think Brian said this to me at one time, and I think you fall into this category as well. Maybe this is why we enjoy doing a show with one another. <laughs> BK said to me at one point, he goes, Trav, you know what you lack? You lack whimsy. And it's just, it is a perfect explanation of my personality. I do not have a lot of whimsical characteristics in my personality. I don't think you do either. You're not just like, yeah, let's give that a shot. Let's just see what happens. You like, you're methodical. You're a thinker. You like to, you like to plan probably things right out. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right about that. Yeah, you're probably right about that. You lack whimsy, Alan Sliwa. So welcome to the club. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> Travis Lee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Let's take some of these uh, questions that we're talking about. He, just to kind of reset this very quickly. Yep. Charles Barkley lit up Anthony Davis yesterday uh, on TNT. And I'm just going to play it again real quickly so people know what we're talking about. But he's basically saying Anthony Davis is the problem with this team. It's not Frank Vogel. It's not Russell Westbrook. It's not the old guys. It's AD not stepping up and doing what he needs to do. For the first month of the season, y'all blame everything on Russell Westbrook for the Lakers bid putting all them old-ass geezers together. And y'all blame Westbrook. Now I hear y'all going to fire Frank Vogel. Listen. Russ is learning. Frank Vogel is a terrific coach. Putting all them old-ass geezers together and just trying to blame other people, it ain't right and it ain't cool. Listen, Anthony Davis, you got to play better. I said on this first night, if the Lakers were going to be any good, it was all going to be on you. Has nothing to do with Russell. Had nothing to do with LeBron and the rest of them old-ass geezers they put together out there. But now y'all uncrossed the line because I really like Frank Vogel. And listen, it ain't his fault, but listen, it's in my opinion, <laughs> I blame Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, you know I like you as a person, but you ain't, you ain't doing what you're supposed to do. You're 27 years old. You're supposed to be in your prime. You're supposed to be one of the five best players in the world up there with Giannis, Kevin Durant, and those guys, and you ain't holding up your end of the bargain. So now I hear y'all going to fire the coach. That's total BS, man. Now I feel better. All right, that's Charles Barkley. Um, you know you're about to get hammered when somebody sets something up with, look, I like you as a person. Mm -hmm. Get ready to get your legs cut off because that's setting up something brutal. And that was brutal, but I also think it was fair and I think it was accurate. We have a um, we have an expectation for the Lakers that they should be competing for championship number 18. We have an expectation for Anthony Davis that he should be one of the top five players in the NBA. That's it. Listen, that's the expectation. Whether it's not obviously playing out that way, but that's how you feel. That's how I feel. There's no reason why Anthony Davis on a night in, night out basis should not be dominating games. How can you listen to Charles Barkley and really argue that? I'm, right. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that 
the, this Lakers team is perfect if Anthony Davis was averaging 32 points, 13 rebounds, two and a half blocks. I'm not going to say that everything's going to change, but he does have to hold up his end of the bargain. I don't think he's done that this year. All right, let's try uh, West Hollywood first, and let's go to Andy. Andy, you are on with Travis and Slee. What's up, Andy? How you doing, guys? I love the show. Thank you. Um, um, Barkley nailed it on the head, you know, because I was telling my girl last night watching. I've taught her all about the Lakers and got her into the Lakers because I love the Lakers. But Anthony Davis is absolutely the problem. The guy puts it's effort. It comes down to one word, one word, effort, consistent effort. The guy has the skill set. He's a brilliant player. But if you watch him, he's jogging up and down the court. He looks like he's in pain sometimes, like out of effort that he has to put out. Going up against Giannis, he should, adult, he should exactly take that personal because he's the comparison to Giannis. You would take Giannis every day, all day, over Anthony Davis. Appreciate it's- you calling in. Thanks for calling in, Andy. Um, I don't even want to make the comparison with Giannis because there's no conversation to be had there, and that's just the reality of it. Uh, I think you know one of the points that he makes, and I think a lot of Laker fans are probably going to feel the same way about this, um, you just got to do better. And it doesn't matter. You know how you shut up a lot of these critics? You win games. Yeah. Anthony Davis has, has better personal performances. Yesterday, the Lakers walked in that game at 12-12, and 12, and there's a question that gets thrown out to Frank Vogel in the pregame show. Plasky of the LA Times, Phil, your job is in jeopardy. Have they assured you that everything's okay? Mm-hmm. Um, you know how you kind of stop all that chatter in the conversations? Pretty Just go easy. freaking win. Yeah. I, you know, he used a word that I don't agree with. He said it's effort. I don't think that's what it is. I, I think that's sometimes, the wrong word. Sometimes. It, it, I don't think that's what it is for me. It there's And, and I'm struggling with the, the closest I can come up with with what I want is fierceness. Aggression. He, 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 he There's not a fierceness to his game often enough. And, and I'm not even going to use Kobe as an example because Kobe is a 10 out of 10 in that. Mm-hmm. Kobe's level of fierceness is maybe unlike anybody else's. He, he is... It's how he separated it, himself it, it, from everybody. Whenever we talk about Kobe, we don't talk about his jumper or the fadeaway or him able to finish the basket. All these under things he was he able to do. wanted to take you out. We talk about Kobe's attitude. Mm-hmm. We talk about his approach to the game. We talk about that the Mamba mentality. We all know what that means, and it means fierce. It means fearless. It means a relentless pursuit of competition and excellence. That's what's not there. And I'm not saying he got to get to Kobe's level because nobody really does. But no one's ever questioned LeBron's fierceness. No one questions Russell Westbrook's fierceness. They have bad games, you know. And, and, and but there's this sense of they are in this to break you every damn night. It's not true with Anthony Davis. There are many nights where that's simply not true. I don't. Anthony Davis goes out. He's trying. He's trying to defend his guy. He's trying to get the ball in the basket. He's trying to knock down the shot. He, I don't think it's an effort. It's this next level of fierceness that just isn't there and and i think i i I said this to you i don't know a couple months ago i'm kind of over looking for it and asking for when it shows up on those occasions i will take it gladly and enjoy the performance that comes along with it but i'm i'm not going to do the charles thing where it's like well where is it where is it why isn't it here every night because it's not it you're asking him to do something that he's okay if it doesn't happen they still win a championship do they have, are they in the conversation well, of a championship? We're right back to what we talked about before. It depends on LeBron. It, de- it depends but, but just, on Russell just think, Westbrook. Think about, think about that just for a second. If, if you're saying that Anthony Davis, you're done having that conversation of whether this guy is going to be there on a night-in-night-out basis, and you have your reasons to. You're, you're saying you don't want to have that conversation because you have enough examples to show that it's not going to be there on a night-in-night-out mm-hmm. basis. 
How the hell are we even – how are you competing for a chip? Well, because you still have LeBron James. And, and Anthony Davis without but Remember that, what AD was with Braun in that championship? I, that's what I'm saying. But, but he, different guy. he gets there occasionally. It's not that it's never there. It's mm -hmm. just that it's not there at the level that other great players have it. Let's go to try another phone call here on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Newport Beach and Scotty. Scotty, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Hey, fellas. Um, so just bear with me here because this Anthony Davis thing – uh, I was watching the game last night, and it really, really grinded my gears. Um, just watching him play, growing up, watching Shaq play, um, and 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 it and it pains me to say this, but to say that I would almost rather have Andrew Bynum, and and shows that Andrew Bynum, when he played, had more had more of that dog and had more of that fierce like competitor, like just grind people down. Just he's big. He's he just doesn't use his size. He's soft. I don't like that. I just I don't understand why Shaq just doesn't go down to the Lakers facility and spend weeks with Anthony Davis and just show him how to dominate. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate the call. Thank you. You guys are asking him to do something he can't do. It's not that you you don't learn how to be a dog. You don't learn to be fierce. You are or you aren't. Kobe Bryant didn't learn that that whatever was in inside of him driving him he didn't read that in a book he didn't pick that up watching tv that's who he was kobe bryant was wired like that from the time he was a little boy you we've heard all the stories shaquille o'neal magic these guys didn't learn they just Is Giannis were. a dog yes do you think Giannis has to be a dog yes because of his skill set yes right? i think part of the ad portion of this this is where you ask for everything in one right skill set like anthony davis he had a dog like Giannis, but again, you're right. And I'm not disagreeing. Guys, with, I'm not guys. disagreeing with yeah. you. But that is the difference of being that top five player, top three player, MVP candidate, and not because that's kind of where we're sitting at right now. No question about it. All right, we still got a lot of calls. We're going to get to the as many of those as we can. We're going to keep it going. Plus, huge game for the Rams coming up on Monday Night Football. And I got a question for you, Slee. When do we start start to take the Arizona Cardinals seriously? They got the best record in the league. They're really they've been played better football than anybody for most of the year. When do we start to take them as a serious Super Bowl contender? That's coming up next. It's Travis Slee, seven ten. ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Screw Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is perfect. This is perfect timing. This is from... Uh, Protect voting rights uh, Twitter feed, so they they, okay. they like Ask Slee, apparently. Okay. Uh, Thank you. Is Slee purposely doing a subpar job on the ho-ho-hos so we won't have to be Santa Slee anymore? Let me tell you something. There is no acting. <laughs> I think you're right. It is just not that good, yeah. and that's what comes with it. And the best I could do, best I could do, Trav, yeah. embrace it for what it is. Okay. Um, if, if somebody can't shoot threes... And they try to stay kind of closer to the basket. But they keep throwing me the ball off the three-point line. And you're and wide I, open. And the shot clock's running down. <laughs> you got to take the three, Al. Yeah. Okay, I, I'll take it. 
I, I understand that you're not good at it. That's fine. That's where, you know, we're talking about Anthony Davis right now. Sometimes you're not good at certain things, and it's unfair to ask somebody to do something they're not good at. But That's all good. it does seem that you are reluctant to try to improve. That you're just kind of, that you're embracing the fact that you're not into it in an attempt to. Am throw I taking it a singing class tonight that the. <laughs> not a singing class, that but just. The Laker a, game's not on. No, that's an, probably not going to happen. An enthusiasm class, a get Could in be. the spirit of the season yep. class, yep. a there might be boys and girls listening who want Santa to sound like he's in a good mood class. I just just go home every holiday card. You know how people send all those cards. Just rip them I just take them all down. Here's another holiday card. Turn on the shredder. There it goes through the back end. Rookie, we're not doing Christmas this year. You got that? Oh, what would Rookie do with a paper shredder? That would send him around the bend, I have a feeling. The toaster. Just take the toaster out. And he thinks the world's about Amazon just having – a box coming out of a uh, you know one of those vans. He's like, Al, we got to get out of here. <laughs> I like rookie. When do I get to take care of him? When is he coming to the Rogers household? All of January, you have. Him. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, about the I January. Want, I want like Friday afternoon until Monday morning. That's that's all I'm looking it's not for. Bad. That's all I'm looking for. I need a weekend. You'd have a good time with him. Uh, I don't. He's, I, he's I don't man. doubt it for a second. All right. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Speaking of pet protection, comes free with auto collision coverage. Visit progressive.com. We're talking about Anthony Davis and Charles Barkley's comments that the Lakers are in the position that they are because he has not stepped into his role as one of the best players in the league. Let's try Chris in Eastvale. Chris, you are on with Travis and Slee. What's going on, Chris? Hi. How are you guys? Hi, Chris. Listen to you guys every day. So, thank you. Um, I, you know, I don't normally agree with Chuck at all because I know he's not a fan of the Lakers that much. But I do have to agree with him this time because I really do believe, you know, since AD is now supposed to be, you know, the torch supposed to be passed on to him because, you know, obviously it's LeBron's 19th year, yada yada yada. I just don't see it. I just don't see that like tenacity, that fierceness, that fire. You know, and then to blame the coach and, and you know, it's the whole team. But, yeah, AD, uh, uh, he just, you know, he got paid and, you know, and show us because, you know, we're used to winning. You know, the Lakers, you know, we, the fans, we're like, we want to win all the time, all the games. Okay, Chris, let me, let me jump in there right now because you bring up some good points. There's one part that I do not agree with, and then there are other parts that I, I think you're spot on. When you say, well, he got paid, I don't think that has anything to do with it. No, I don't think so either. The, he was going to get paid either way. He was going to get paid no matter what because he's Anthony Davis and he's a great player. He's an all-star, et cetera, et cetera. He's he's Ruffles, get paid. commercials. This, this was, Money's coming. This was how he played before he got paid. This is They didn't all of a sudden – he wasn't – a dog in New Orleans that came to LA and decided to put his feet. That's not that his approach to his career has been pretty consistent. That this this is who he is. He is an extraordinary talent who at times is, is an all star every single year. Is as good as anybody. There are many many nights where there is not a player in the league that's better than him. Not one. But it just doesn't happen nearly enough. And that's the frustration lies in why can we get to that very thinnest slice but only get there occasionally. That's what Barkley is saying. What I think you are really on to something, Chris, and I agree completely, is what you're talking about is next. What's next? And I think that's part of Charles Barkley's point, too, if I'm kind of reading between the lines, is it's not just, okay, we're, got, we're getting closer to the end of the LeBron James as the best player on the team era. We've added Russell Westbrook this season. This is a championship season right now. I, I think that's part of it. But the other part of it is, dude, when is it going to happen is, hey, we, you can see it from here where Anthony Davis is going to be the best player on this team and LeBron James is either gone, retired, or, or whatever – 
now what do we do? Because we've seen what it looks like when Anthony Davis is your best player. That was New Orleans, and they were okay. They weren't. They didn't stink, but they were certainly never a championship contender. They they won one playoff series, I think, in his career in in New Orleans. I think that was the year DeMarcus Cousins and uh, yeah. and Rondo were there, and, yeah. and and it worked. And he was the best player on the team, no question about it. But I think that's the most interesting part about all of this is what happens. Not even this year. What happens moving forward with him as the tentpole of your organization? Because he's gonna be. Can I be honest with you? I don't even think about it. I'm now worried about it. And, and I say that because, Trav, in this LeBron James era, they're all in every 30 minutes. Like We're all in. True. Yeah, we're all in. We're all in. So it's tough to look that far down the road. Now, you, you might you might say you have your hesitations. You think Anthony Davis can be the best player on a championship team? You want to throw that question out there? You can. But at the same time, you got to understand that when this chapter ends – with LeBron James, when LeBron James decides that he's done playing basketball, he's done playing for the Lakers or whatever the case is, everything's going to change. You're not going to have a guy, it's not going to be like, well, Anthony Davis is the best player on the team. I don't think that's the game plan. I think it's, we're going to have all this money. We got to go get a guy that's as good as Anthony Davis or better than AD. Mm-hmm. What what? This is the one thing that I, I think I love about getting a chance to do this show and getting a chance to talk Lakers basketball. The expectations every freaking night are something different that you don't see often in sports. Anthony Davis, again, talked about right now as if he's a bum, that he's um, a really— saying that, right? Well, put it this way. When when we go out of our way to Frank Vogel, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, the Los Angeles Lakers, that's not just done on a local level. That's Mm -hmm. done on a national level. Mm -hmm. The expectations for Lakers always have these high expectations. Sure. I think the AD mix of this is very simple. Everybody thinks that you're supposed to be one of the best in the NBA, and you're not playing like it. And when there's rumors and conversations of what should the Lakers do, you know what, this is on Coach Vogel. Barkley goes out of his way to call out Anthony Davis. I don't think anybody's going to argue that, but I'm not as concerned about what happens two years from now. I'm more concerned with can you find a way to get one more chip with LeBron James because once that era ends, everything will be different. Yeah, I'm going to channel a little Spider-Man here or Peter Parker or the Uncle Dave or whatever the uncle's name was, somebody that's a uh, comic book guy. Help me out here. What was Uncle Ben? I think it's Uncle Ben. Yeah. I, um, with great power comes great responsibility, right? And And – that's why AD gets scrutinized the way he does. Because we're not talking about Malik Monk like this. He has moments where he doesn't play well. We're not talking about Wayne Ellington like this because they're not on his level. We Anthony, and there's other players who might be on that level that are on different franchises for and sure. teams, but look, and they're he, never going to get scrutinized like I, this. I, I couldn't agree more, but he's here. Yep. And, and, oh, that, yeah, and, yeah. and that's the price of when you put on that purple and gold, you don't get to you don't get the scrutiny that comes along with being a Minnesota Timberwolf. Do you think he doesn't like it? No, I don't think that's it at all. I, I don't either. Yeah. I don't think he minds it, because if, if he, he wouldn't have told the Pelicans when he's going to get traded he's, that he's not going anywhere else but the Lakers. He's a very thoughtful guy. I think he's a pretty smart guy. I, I think he's a pretty honest guy. I just I think that what we want simply isn't in there. And, and and it's almost unfair, but it's it is what it is. That you keep asking for a guy to be fierce who can only do it periodically. LeBron, no one ever said to LeBron, hey dude, are you invested in this or not? Or you Never. see just enough of it every once in sure. a while that you start saying, Well, why doesn't it taste like this more often? Yeah. Well, I said Minnesota a second ago. Look at Carl Anthony Towns. Mm-hmm. Really good player, but nobody's asking him to do the things that we're asking AD to do because we know that he doesn't have the skill set that Anthony did. He's really good, but he ain't that. He's not that guy. And they're just it comes along with having those skills, that ability, and to your point, 
getting to that don't frequently. Point at, don't point at me. <laughs> frequently goes to show that. Well, okay, well, why can't we do it all the time? Nobody's asking that. Of there's only ten guys in the league. Bang bang. There's only ten guys in the league that we ask. Hey, you had a bad night tonight. Why? We ask that about Steph. We ask it about LeBron and KD and you know Luca and a handful of other guys. AD's one of those dudes, and that's what comes along with being on that list. All right, it's time for the Stat Hero Fantasy Preview. Stat Hero, the exclusive daily fantasy app partner of the Travis and Sliwa Show. Here's my question to you, Trav. Are you going to do some more NBA games? What do you think of the NBA? No, what, I don't like it. I don't like that my first NBA game ended with one of my selections admitting he was fat. Yeah, just listen. That, that put a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, I need to do better at being in shape in the NBA. Really? You need to be better at Not that? Not enough resources. <laughs> That's the part we need. Zion's like, yo, yep, I, right See on. See that photo of Zion? Yeah, that wasn't great. Okay, so you're going to go back to NFL? I am going back to the NFL. In fact, I'm going to look at my matchups right now because Wednesdays are when the NFL matchups come out. Yep. I'm looking at them right now. There's seven different lineups that you can pick against. I may go all quarterbacks this week. There's a lineup I'm seeing right now, Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes. Russell Wilson's kind of all over the place. Yeah, I like is. that lineup. I'm going to pick against that one. That's Stat Hero. They show you who you have to be. Stat Hero, the exclusive daily fantasy app partner Luka. of the Travis and Sliwa Show. Appreciate their partnership here. Stat Hero is the first ever daily fantasy sports book that gives the player the advantage. You can go to stathero.com slash 710ESPN for 300% back on your first play. Factor Cap. Coming up next, it's Travis Lee, 710ESPN. The cap. It's a freaking cap. What do you got for us, Emily? Many caps. Uh, so, you wash the dishes as soon as you're done making food. Travis, this is fact or cap? Fact. Fact. If I'm doing oh, the Mr. cooking. perfect, everybody. No, 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 no. I, I don't. I will leave dishes in the sink after eating for a, a while. Like, yeah. they'll they'll stack up to the point where, hey, we're yeah. out of plates putting and them forks in the, and in the glasses. <laughs> I'm not, but if I'm the one cooking the meal, if I'm done with the pot, I wash it, put it, hang it up so mm. it'll dry. I, I go through, if I use a knife, I wash that knife, put it back in the block. Like, I like to cook in a very clean area. So the question you ask is, do you do it after you're done making the food? Yes. After I'm done eating, not a chance. You got to pull a gun on me to get me to do dishes at that point. Okay, cap for me. Uh, this is kind of a weird one. My girl really likes doing dishes. Like, she really likes doing dishes. She says it's therapeutic. She says she likes the hot water. I'm not kidding. This is the absolute truth, okay? So whenever she's gone, like she's gone for, she's got to go grab a dinner or something like that, I always try to go out of my way and make sure, okay, that I do the dishes because she does them most of the time. Uh, but if I need to do dishes, I'll do them. I don't mind doing them. I just don't do. A, I just don't think I do a good enough job getting oh, the job done. That's so much bull. <laughs> that is the best lie ever. Hey, I do them. You just do them so much better than me. There's no wrong way to do the dishes. Just get them clean and keep it moving. If somebody is hitting threes at an unbelievable clip. You feed them the ball at the three-point line. <laughs> yeah, but if they're if they're out there panting for breath, and you're like, hey, you you haven't missed. You might as well keep throwing them up. Just take a little off of her plate. Do you mind doing dishes? I, they're no, not bad. You know what? I, She's not working today. There's a chance she could be listening. I don't mind doing dishes. Um, I don't hate it. It's it's not my least favorite chore. Put it to you yeah. that way. I mean, if um, you cook a lasagna, now I got to do that. That's a, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, that, I can't do anything soak. there. It's got to soak. So, but you know, like when you'd come home from Time college and you'd bring the big bag of laundry, and you'd, like your mom would, you know, she's yeah. happy to see. You. Hey, mom, would you mind? She, oh, of course, I'd be happy to do that. And she'd do. Can I do that with my dishes? Can I bring a big sack in here once a week and give them to Lady Sleet and knock them out? I mean, if she's getting therapy out of this, what's the harm? No, then then we're charging. <laughs> Want to bring your yeah. stuff, your crap. 
don't want to use her home. as my maid. I'm just I want to help her. I, enjoy I like how her I afternoon. said we're charging as if like <laughs> yeah, you're doing. Well, you're her agent. You're her broker. You're the one setting these things it's an up. Investment. Also, soaking doesn't exist. You, you. Oh you, yes, it does. Okay, yes, certain it does. things does, but if you're saying, oh no, are I'm you saying it like soak. from a patient's perspective? Because I'm with you on the like, no, I don't have patience. There are some people that just say, oh no, no, no I'm letting it soak. What's certain point things, yes, most no. <laughs> but he said the perfect thing. Like if you cook something in the oven that's cheesy, like a lasagna, and it's, that cheese is like fused to the glass. <laughs> you have to let it soak. You throw it away. Or it's no, never you just throw it away. Off. Or like when you make brownies, <laughs> you back they stick to target. The edge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good. Pyrex over here. Bring another one right here. Bring but it the in. excuse from your roommates or someone else saying, "Oh no, I'm letting it soak." <laughs> yeah, no, no, that is that's, BS. That's a no. You're right okay. about that. So a study discovered that spiders can have arachnophobia, so they can be afraid of other spiders. So you have an irrational fear alan this is factor cap um not irrational but spiders bro those things first of all if another spider is scared of another spider that story scares me <laughs> the fact that they're fearful of others of their own yeah that's not a bad point that's kind of what is it which spider is it where they mate and then they that, black is, widows is it black widows the female mate, eats the she, male i believe or yeah that's the most horrifying thing I've ever heard of. Well, the male's still got to do what he's got to do. I mean, there's the that's the circle of life. We got we got we got to make female, more black widows. And the female is so much larger than yeah. the the male. Right. It just sounds it sounds absolutely terrifying. You ever you know even I guess you could say growing up right where you're you spend a lot more time outside you're doing nothing whatever sure. the case is, and you just see these webs and a fly goes in there. And then, you know, the web shakes, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere comes. comes this. It's the worst thing I've ever heard yeah, of. Yeah, it's not great. It's, spiders are gross. I, I'm I'm not, like, I'll kill a spider or whatever. I'm not freaked out by them, but they're pretty gross. But I, I'm trying to think. I, I don't know if I have, like, a, a rational fear. I do. I, I, I have one. So it, it's a fact for me. Um, I have, and it, I'm not doing a bit here, like, a, a real fear mm-hmm. of being near a ledge of something that's more than eight or nine feet high. That that like standing on a ladder, or be, even being in a tall building. When I, my first job out of college, I worked mm-hmm. here downtown, and the, the building has been named something else. But it was the first interstate building at the time. It was Crystal. the second com. tallest building in yep. town, yep. and our offices were on like the sixty first floor or whatever. I sold copiers for Canon. That's freaking and, high up. And I had this little cubicle that was kind of near the window. I hated it. I it was so scary for me. I do not like any of those things when we go with a family we'll go like we went on a boat in san francisco right one of those harbor cruises around alcatraz yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah. and my son is hanging off the edge of the boat and i'm terrified like it was not just hey come back i don't want to have to jump i i'm paralyzed here's by what fear i'm not going to do to you anymore we're not going to have a hot eating challenge anymore <laughs> i think we figured out that wasn't a good idea but we'll take our show bungee jumping <laughs> oh never bungee jumping is that's actually that's i've gone skydiving no, never if you told me either. hey you go skydiving again or you go bungee jumping. I go skydiving nine more times before I go bungee jumping. Yeah, no, I don't know I'm why the either. bungee jumping seems... You know, like you say, I'll never do... Like, for instance, like when I say I'm never going to eat a sandwich like that again, I yeah. mean that in the most literal... Nobody, I'm never, ever doing that again. Nobody believes you. I will never when skydive. When I put my pitch together for 2022, yeah. and I come in here with a presentation... Yeah, it's probably, I could already tell. I'm, I'm no. losing confidence as the pitch <laughs> No, man. I skydiving and bungee right behind the yeah. sandwich. It's it's never happened. I have an irrational fear of bungees. That comes from I got a scar on my leg from when a bungee snapped back and hit me. So uh, that's, oh. that's spurred in there. So no bungee That jumping. actually, that is how that happens, right? Yeah. Something's got to happen as a kid, too, where and it, it kind of trigger that. And it yeah, Never goes away. All right. So you always send a Christmas card. Travis's Factor Cap. 
Cap, we the the Rogersers were Christmas card people, right? We'd take the picture, you'd have the list of several hundred people, and it was an entire or- how many people? Yeah, what? Yeah, we talked about long. No, not me, but my wife has lots of friends and family. I come from a huge family. I've told you this. I have twenty seven first cousins. Okay, I come from a very big family. My mom is one of ten. My dad's one of five. So there's a lot of branches yeah. on the tree. Yeah, and we've kids and everything so we used to send out hundreds of them every year and one year we didn't do it because we just didn't do it yep and we haven't done it since and it's glorious i love to get them i like to see the pictures of your family don't send me the letter i like to look and see what everybody's doing but yeah. no we stopped doing it a few years ago and it's great yeah I, i'm not one to do that now this could change down the road here but i will say this i almost feel awkward when they send me the card so no. my because I'm, I'm thinking my, was am i supposed to send you one no. back how about when they, they have a full – I have a friend and his wife. Here's everything that happened during the I year. Don't, I don't need the letter. Everything that. that happened. Let's start in January. January 4th. January 18th. <laughs> it's a little detailed. I mean, I'm chapter after – I, I got to be honest. And now on to my husband. Read it. No, no, no. I'm no, not going to read not. the whole thing. Of course not. I'm glad you guys had a great year. It, Do, should I feel <laughs> obligated to send anything back? No, I don't okay. think so. I, so here, here's an interesting little dynamic to this. Here's some Costco coupons. <laughs> I mean, what, what do I send? Have, have you guys had this dynamic where there's a kind of a, a tit for tat thing, right? Like if you send me one, I send you one in the Christmas card world. If you don't send one for a couple of years, you get dropped from the other people's done. list. Yeah, done. <laughs> I, which, by the way, deeply respect that. Deeply respect it. You're not going to send me one? Well, then you don't get one from me. Power move. Like okay, that power lot. move, but that falls into that's what you want. Yeah, no, you look. want for every year to go by, we're getting down to there's only nine, <laughs> and then there's only three, and then before you know it, no one's sending anything anybody. Hundreds, and it would always she'd be sitting on the dining room table. I got to address all these cards. Well, you don't have to, Bro, you choose to. No, 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 we got to send them out. It's hundreds terrible. does not seem hundreds. like hundreds. You'd have to start in July. Hundreds. Oh no, or you could start on December twenty second. That's fun because there's already not nearly enough tension in the house two days before Christmas with little kids. Yeah. Let's add two hundred Christmas cards yeah, onto that. Let's do that. Super fun. So this sounds like we need a Travis and Sleek. Christmas card that we, we should need to have send that. out to everybody. Just a bit. All it is is our faces. Hashtag Ask Slee 1045. <laughs> That's all it says. That's all, all right. it says. We'll, we'll run out of the billboard for it. It's going to be great. So uh, up next, a and this is the last one, a salty state senator from Oklahoma wants to rename the tiniest section of the most desolate highway in Oklahoma, the Lincoln-Riley Highway. So you would not want something named after you. Alan, this is Factor Cap. Uh, you would not. No, I think you would. I mean, what, what's the? Do I want something named after me? You know, what's the coolest thing. Every time you're like trying to meet somebody at Staples, just ride on Chick Hearn Court. It's Chick Hearn. Yeah. And, and I, I, I don't think there's anything. I think this is a kind of a, this is a stupid idea. Like you're going after Lincoln Riley and you're naming it off the tiniest section of the most desolate highway. And what are you doing? I mean, you're, are you 11 years old? Uh-huh. Like that seems incredibly childish. But I don't think anybody would be against have something named after you. That's pretty. I, I wouldn't. I'm. I'm all for having something. I have a I, sandwich sure in Vegas named after me that I love. Damn Even right if you it's do. Spite? Yeah. yeah. Spite? First of all, I this, almost embrace it more. There's a couple of things going on here. Number one, the phraseology, the tiniest section of the most desolate highway in Oklahoma means anywhere in Oklahoma. You know, so let, let's let's just not get. We're not talking about the 405 freeway, okay? It's Oklahoma, for goodness sake. So yeah, whatever. He's an exit off the 91. <laughs> what I mean, what so, a loser! It's so stupid. Yeah. And number two, 
I'm not saying this is why Lincoln Riley tapped the mat at Oklahoma to come to SC. I think he did it because SC is a wonderful opportunity. But imagine living in a place where your local government is so preoccupied with your college football team that they're going to these petty measures to do something like this. Is there really nothing better to spend your time on in Oklahoma than to try to throw shade at Lincoln Riley yeah. with a road in the middle of nowhere? That's just so dumb. Well, by the way, was fantastic for the program. It's just terrific. And what is that? What does that make it look if if you have and listen, I know this is it's not like this is the athletic director of Oklahoma doing it. But that seems just a little surprising to me to to have something like that. Yeah, it's it, it's a bad deal. All right, still got a lot of people who want to talk about AD. You know what's interesting about the AD cut topic? Yeah, I haven't heard anybody want to defend him yet. Is there is there somebody that heard what Charles Barkley said? Said no, no, no. He's way off. He is the guy. He is our future. I want to hear from that person. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. It's Travis Lee seven ten ESPN. All right. How close was that to how I sound? <laughs> Not. Close I mean, at all. almost for a second there. I'm like. <laughs> Is that Slee? Not close okay, at probably all. Not close so anymore. it is time for our Santa Slee winner, Geronimo Lopez from La Puente. Geronimo, Geronimo, congratulations. How are you feeling today? Thank you. Thank you. I'm feeling good. Appreciate right. you listening to the show, buddy. So here's what you have potentially to win. Thank you for listening every day. Tickets to the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl, potentially. Lakers Christmas Day Sweet Passes, potentially. Two days at Harris Resort SoCal. WWE Friday Night SmackDown tickets. Two nights at Fantasy Springs. You You can't 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 lose. lose. No matter what you get, it's great. You need to pick a box under the tree, Geronimo. Which box do you want to open? I'll go with Travis and Sleep. That's That's the right answer. The 710 ESPN 12 Days of Christmas. The Travis and Sliwa Box. What do we got here? Congratulations. What do we got here? Four sweet passes to the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. Nice. The Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl presented by Stiefel. Features the Oregon State Beavers versus the Mountain West champions Utah State Saturday, December 18th at SoFi Stadium. Tickets start at just $32 and are available now. Get them at LABowlGate.com. Geronimo, have you been to SoFi? Yes, I have. All right. So you know how cool of an experience that is. Congratulations. You get to go see the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl at SoFi Stadium. Well done. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. Got to stay you on the line. Again. Emily's going to yeah, make sure here. that she gets uh, all your information so you can get your prize. There you go. We got Geronimo Lopez from La Puente as our winner. Santa Slee is coming down your chimney. The 710 ESPN 12 Days of Christmas. Just keep listening for Santa Slee to come down your chimney. Santa, Santa Slee is coming to town. Beyonce, John Legend, <laughs> everyone was on there. Celine Dion, Pavarotti, all of them. <laughs> just the harmony on that is, is just Amazing. off the charts, off the charts. That, that's By the way, so he's prize. going to see Oregon State, Utah State. Is that yep, what they said? That's the LA Bowl. Utah State was the, uh, they the game. Smoked the Aztecs. Oregon State, be careful. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Be careful out there. I saw arguably the best football I've ever seen in my life for the two quarters that I was there. That's my favorite part. You showed up to your alma mater's chance to win the conference championship, to go to a a, a more prestigious bowl game, um, and they didn't. Now they're in the Frisco Bowl against UTSA. Had to watch Sandlot in the morning. There was a lot going on. <laughs> well, that's it. Sounds like a SP, a Sliwa problem, not uh, not a problem for the rest of us. All right, so it, it's happening. This is good. I said it uh, before the break. Yeah, I wanted to hear from some people that wanted to defend Anthony Davis. That that 
took offense to what Charles Barkley was saying last night. This is from uh, Dank Williams. He says, how about Charles leave AD alone? Stop going after people that actually won a ring. Uh, he's known for being more for being a pompous hot air balloon and degenerate gambler than anything he ever did on the basketball court. Okay, Dank, I appreciate you taking up for your guy AD. I respect it. Charles is one of the all-time greats. His observation is not out of line. And I think while Dank is taking offense to it, not a lot of people have. I think everybody else kind of went, so yeah, kind of. If, if I said, first of all, if Barkley said something that we didn't agree with, remember remember last year during the playoffs, he started calling him street clothes or whatever he was calling him? That's what it was. I, I, no, but I, if you remember, I, I did take offense. So I'm like, how mm -hmm. are you going to question somebody's pain tolerance? How are you going to question whether that guy's injured or he's not? Remember he tried to come back. And you almost it felt like yeah, you almost he, felt he like hurt. he was trying to come back to send a message to people that, and in within thirty seconds of the game, you're like, guys, take Anthony Davis out of the game. This guy should not be on the floor. Mm -hmm. He may risk further injury. Mm -hmm. What Charles Barkley just said about Anthony Davis. Um, okay, if I if I got to find an angle here, Trav, if I got to find an angle to defend Anthony Davis, the only thing I would say is. It has not just been on Anthony Davis. The team is not 13 and 12 because of just AD. Um, that there are other problems with this Lakers roster so far. That okay, it shouldn't just be on one person's shoulders. But at the same time, I think the, the words that came out of Barkley's mouth was more along the lines of, "You're not living up to your expectations. You're not living up. You're not what what we expect you to do on a night and night out basis. You're not doing this. I think that part is fair. I, I think yes, I, I agree with what you're saying. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance is proud to support vets with its annual Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program. Now now celebrating, I should say, nine years of donating vehicles, helping vets in need. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. Just very quickly on the street yeah. coast thing, I agree with you that that. I agree with what you said, that AD's like, well, I'll show you and come back, and it was a bad idea because he was clearly hurt. Whether that was a case or not, maybe but it has nothing it, to do with that. It, yep. it felt like it did, and, and I think I think that the read was, was, was right by you. And it is one of those things, to call out another person's pain threshold or injuries is a dicey game. That That, that is a very dicey is. game. But, mm -hmm. but generally speaking, we only do that to guys that have repeatedly gone through stuff. You know, no, if Kobe Bryant couldn't play, nobody's calling him street clothes. If 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 Kevin Durant can't play, nobody's calling him street clothes. It's only when you're constantly laying on the ground screaming like you broke your femur and you pop up two seconds later to go play that people go, okay, well, which one is this? So, is this real or is this one of those I'm screaming and now I'm fine So again? I'm going to go back to it. If you're in the NBA playoffs – and a guy like Anthony Davis is trying to repeat, go back-to-back -back in the, uh, you know, obviously Lakers trying to win championship number 18, mm -hmm. and he can't go. You're going to tell me that's the equivalent of somebody, because you're right, AD's on the floor a lot. He is. I'm not questioning that. There are a lot of times you're like, uh, okay, is that is AD good? Right. Is he not good? Right. That's not a good feeling for any Lake fan. I'm sure it's not a good feeling for Anthony Davis when he said he got the ground. At the same time, if a dude can't go in the playoffs, are you really going to question whether he can go in no, the playoffs no, I, I or not? Agree, I agree so that, with that the was the issue part. I had with Charles Barkley. Yeah. The issue I had was how are you going to you're going to determine whether he's injured enough for you, for him to play or not? You're going to determine it, yeah. not, not no, the Lakers. Th that's fair. That, you, your your point is fair, but I'm just saying the reason we got to that was because of all of the other stuff. That's why I, I still think it's unfair, but that's how we ended up where we got to. Let's go to Will in Los Angeles. Will, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Will? Hey, I'm defending AD. Okay. Um, he's playing pretty good. Can you hear me? Yeah, yes, go sir. ahead. We got you, bud. 
Yeah, he averaged 24 and 10 pretty much. And against Boston last night, I pretty much say it was the best we played as a unit because they passed the ball, they shared the ball. And against Giannis, he was double-teamed when he's on the box. Uh, Holiday sat there after time. So it wasn't a head-up uh, game with him and Giannis as, as, as far as scoring and being productive off the game. Well, appreciate you calling in. I'm all good to hear the defense. I don't have to agree with it. Yeah. Um, you know, yesterday, just use this as an example. Or one of the things Will said, he said 24-10. and 10. Don't don't pay attention to the box score. Don't pay attention. Did you I feel him? You. Did you feel him? You know what? When yesterday you felt Russell Westbrook. No question. Don't look at the stats. Did you feel his presence? Did you feel him take over in the third quarter? Did you feel his relentless, relentlessness to get to the basket? Did you feel him look at the Staples Center crowd and try to get – did you feel him? Mm-hmm. I felt him. No question. Did you feel Tatum yesterday? Times. There plenty of moments, at least for the Boston Celtics. Yeah. There's a time you're like, I know, I know, yeah. Tatum is on the floor for sure. LeBron obviously has that. Almost, almost every single time he takes the court. That's why I say don't, don't just pay attention to the 24 and 10. Actually, I, I learned this more from you doing the show with you. That numbers are one thing. Do we feel that player's presence? Mm-hmm. There are plenty of games where AD might have a great stat line, but I don't know if I felt him. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change sports here a little bit because I want, I want to. Illustrate that Hockey? this is not. <laughs> did you see the goal of Trevor Zegras and uh, Milano last night for the Ducks in Buffalo? Are you kidding? Goal me? of the year potentially. Easily, it was fantastic. Ducks won again, picked up two points. Two in Buffalo, points yesterday. Second in the Pacific second Division. Second right now. What else in do you the want division to know? That's towards the Pacific. So you thought you were going to throw me a curveball, and I was I was all over that. Um, go to Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup at the beginning of the season was racking up bonker stats, and you felt his presence every single week. And when the Rams went through that lull where they lost those three games in a row, his stats were still really good. Yep. He was catching seven, eight passes a game. He was getting 90, 100 yards in these games. Did you feel him? Nope. There's a difference. And then the game that they had against Jacksonville, he had another big, I think it was 10 catches, over 100 yards. He yep. had a touchdown. Along, he had a 47-yard reception. There, there's, there's stats that are just kind of – there and then there's did you impact the game and absolutely Cooper Cup has had both of those things and it's a little different as a wide receiver because you can only do what you do but I, I couldn't agree with you more there are stats that happen that don't mean a whole lot and then there are stats that happen that mean a great deal Kevin Love I think is a perfect example of this when he was in Minnesota yeah his numbers were off the charts mm-hmm. Team was terrible every single season. By, by the way, which is a little bit tough because you also got to have talent. It can't yeah. be one individual player. If that player ends up on a on a team that you know is competing for a championship, that could obviously change everything. But it's an NBA game, right? Yeah. They're going to score 90, 100 points. It's an NBA game. Somebody's got to get them. It's true. And so it's this, well, he got 24 points. Okay. They lost by 17. And I hate the the Giannis thing because that one wasn't that even was, – that no, wasn't a matchup. That was a mismatch. I have an in and out question that uh, I'm very curious to hear what your answer is. That's okay. coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.